The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about finding more clients. And Gene, you always say this is one of the biggest challenges for any small business owner. Yeah, of course. I mean, whenever I meet uh, like a business owner that's like, oh, I've got enough work, no more. <laughs> Doors are shut on any new customers. I always uh, raise an eyebrow. Yeah, um, I am into the insanity. Yeah, exactly right. I've never met any competent sales per, uh, business owner who is not always looking for more okay. customers, right? So, but getting leads and getting customers is a, um, it's an issue for all of us. And it always makes me laugh too because I, um, you know, we were talking Talking to our, I was talking to a real estate broker friend of mine um, who I've known for years, and he's super successful, this guy is, and um, he sells a lot of houses. And he was telling me, first of all, I mean, he sells multi-million dollar homes, and he sells $100,000 homes, and he told me, like, no deal is too small for him. And when you look around, he, there's billboards out for him, he's got, you know, ads out there, he's got, he's, in other words, it's never enough. It's, yeah. it's never enough. Right? Like you, you look at some people and you're like, wow, this guy's like really successful. They must be, you know, whatever. It's, you know, you're always looking for more work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're always trying to maintain that level of success and grow on it. Yeah. So the question is, how do I find more work? It's always, no matter how, how well you're doing, you should always be looking for more work. Okay. We're going to talk more about this and some strategies for how to do this after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So today's question has come in from a small business owner. He doesn't give us his location, but his name is Ben. And his question is, what are the best ways to find more clients for a commercial cleaning service? So we've talked about how to find more clients a little bit before, but I liked Ben's question because while it is very specific to commercial cleaning services, it is one of those industries that you can't just advertise for it. Like you have to go out and find those people. See, isn't that funny? I, I have the exact opposite Uh-oh. view of that. And I'll, I'll tell you, no, I'm glad you brought that up because different people have different approaches. I mean, so the guy's running a commercial cleaning service. So it's B2B. I'm assuming he cleans yeah. offices and warehouses and stores and that's crime scenes. Cri- yeah. God <laughs> knows. I mean, that's, you know, that's what he does. So clearly it's a referral based business. You know, um, I, you know, I think a lot, you know, if you talk to anybody who runs those businesses, they probably get a lot of referrals based on that, but you know, it's certainly not a very social media kind of business. No. I mean, you're not going to build a community of people that like commercial cleaning service. I mean, it's kind of boring, isn't and, it? I mean, Right. Yeah. No, it's but the reason I say it's kind of it's more niche and you can't just go out to everyone, because if you were to just say you do a TV commercial. Right. And you're like, I can clean your office like most of the people that you reach when you're doing a commercial don't own an office. Right. They're going to be like, can you clean my house? That depends, because maybe you do a commercial, you know, a a TV commercial late at night on uh, ESPN, for example, or a local sports channel, which demographically just attracts more uh, people that run businesses, which is a proven thing. Do you know what I mean? Or you advertise what I listen to, uh, you know, like, for example, if I listen to like 
the Howard Stern show on Sirius. He has a lot of ads on that show for companies selling to small businesses. Mm. You know, I know I, I noticed that because I'm in the small business world and all that. And the reason why, because I heard him talk about this one day, is that his dem- his particular demographics is he happens to attract a lot of small business owners. I don't know, right. freelancers or truck drivers or whatever, you know, they're listening to him on the radio. So if you find the, if you find the right demographic, then yeah, I I think um, if you're in a B2B business like commercial cleaning yeah, in particular. So let, let's go through your list because I know you have some ideas. I think it's advertising. That's my list. I mean, I, okay. I think it's advertising. I think that nowadays, um, you're, if, if I was Ben, um, I would be, um, I would need to create an advertising budget. Um, I would first and foremost be focusing probably on Google AdWords would okay. be my focus. Google AdWords can be if you get good at it or you hire somebody that's good at it. Um, you can really localize your advertising because you remember this guy, Ben, is not, you know, we don't know where he's located, but if he's in St. Louis, he doesn't want to get leads in Albuquerque. He wants yeah. leads in the St. Louis area. So he wants to focus and 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 place ads that are local. Now, there are, there are a lot of online advertising services, but Google is like the easiest one and the most broadly, broadly known. And for a relatively small amount of money that he might spend, I mean, anywhere from five grand or might be as much as 5,000 a month, I don't, depending on what he wants to spend. He can create campaigns with AdWords um, so that think about it, if I'm a business owner and I've opened up an office, so I've got and I'm looking for oh, I, I need a cleaning service here. What am I gonna? What would you do, Elizabeth? If you you would have, wouldn't you go online first and probably search around for yeah, like cleaning services, cleaning services in Hartford, right? Yeah, you know, Hartford, with the, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, so you'd be using those keywords. So to me, it's like it makes the most sense to then say, okay, well, most people are probably going to go online and and do searches on Google. So you probably want to have a really good AdWords camp, you know, you know, presence there. Um, which I think would be really, you know, would be really helpful. So that's my number one thing I think I would do. Believe it or not, Facebook advertising may or may not be beneficial to you. Um, it would probably be lower down on my list, but I just want to mention it only because Facebook has has excellent tools where you can localize and personalize you can really your target, ads. And there are a right? lot of small business owners on Facebook. 70 million small business pages on Facebook. Yeah. So you can target to the St. Louis area if that's where you're from, uh, for people that run their own small businesses, or maybe if you're if you're a commercial cleaning and you specialize in just retail stores, you're looking for Facebook people that have retail stores. So yeah, I, I think it's another potential place that you can okay. go to. Not as important, not as I would still go to Google AdWords first. Um, traditional advertising as well, like radio, believe it or not. You mentioned TV ads, but radio is relatively inexpensive. I mean, you can pay 500 to three grand a month and place ads on sports stations, news stations, other local stations that people listen to as they're driving around. A lot of business owners listen to that stuff. When you do an ad, and I will say I used to intern at a radio station, and when you can't when you do um an ad with them, they will offer up their talent can voice the ads. So That's you're right. Saving a little money there. You don't have to do it yourself. That's right. Um, the other thing with radio advertising, I'm wondering how you feel about this. Do you think you do an ad and, and you say, you know, this is Ben's cleaning service. If you call now and, and get a quote, we'll give you a 10% discount sure. off your Sure. Cost. Why not? Why like, not? Do you have to incentivize people? First of all, um, whenever you hear those ads, we hear them all the time. We hear them for a reason. And the reason is, is because they work. You know, I mean, I always like, like always cringe when I see people having like going out of business sales or, you know, liquidation sale or whatever. And the company's still there five years later. Yeah. I, these kinds of things seem to work. And so yeah. they have a psychological benefit. So 
placing an ad, a radio ad with a call to action yeah. um, and some type of uh, uh, deadline to it. You know what I mean? Like call before the end of today and you'll get a 10% discount, you know, in the first month of cleaning. That has been proven in study after study that it that actually has it a, some kind of a... Everyone wants to save money. Uh, yeah, and it, it just hits something 10%. in our brain. Some synapse fires and we're like, oh, geez, I, gotta, I should call because I got to save money. So, uh, yeah, I do think using those kinds of things is something that you should definitely consider doing. So radio advertising and then the other one is, you know, billboard advertising is another one. Now, how much will that run you? So billboard advertising, it depends on the location, the size of the billboard. What about where like you in Manhattan? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're in the middle. But again, if you're if you're out somewhere, you know, in in the rest of America, other than San Francisco and New York City, um, you know, it's probably if you know, it's a couple thousand bucks a month is probably what it's going to cost you. Okay. Um, but even I get back to the realtor friend of mine. Again, this guy is, geez, selling ten houses a day or whatever. But I drive around the city, and there's this big ugly face on like a half a dozen billboards. <laughs> I see him all over do the you place. Use this guy? I do. Yeah. yeah, I've used him for it. So he sold our home and. Helped us buy another one, and I referred him. He still gets a lot of his business through referrals. Yeah. But what the billboards do is, um, they do they just they're just a branding and a reminder, and people driving by on the highway they see it, and there are a lot of business owners, and they think about you. So, I guess the gist of this conversation is that uh, for this business, you know, you know, commercial cleaning, like that, you know, it's not like you're that is not a very sexy business, mm-hmm. but it's a needed business. Um, I think that you're to get leads, um, you're, you're advertising. I think that's where you're, you're, what you're doing. Okay. So how do you feel about doing a referral campaign with your current clients? I think that's wonderful to go out there and ask them for, you know, if you give me a referral, I, you know, my, my issue with referral campaigns is cause I've tried all this stuff in the past. Number one is a lot of clients, they're not just thinking about you anyway. I mean, they're, they've got their own problems. So oh, yeah. you can say to them, oh my gosh, I'll give you, you know, 50 bucks or whatever, you know, or $500 of your, and people are not, unless you really wave a huge amount of money in their face, which you're probably not, it rarely gets that kind of attention. And secondly, there is, I don't know, maybe this is just me being, you know, arrogant, but there is this little smell of desperation when you do that. Like, oh, please, please, please <laughs> tell your friends because I need to work so badly. And I know that's not, you know, likely not the case, but there is that sort of hint, that perception of that. And so that kind of, you know, okay. you know I'm not too what crazy about with that. upselling your current clients on other services? Of course you can go, but you know, again, commercial cleaning is commercial cleaning. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of tough to, you know, to, to do that. The only other, the only other thing that you can do is that if you leverage off your current client base, like for example, say you are doing commercial cleaning for a company in a corporate center. If you hire a salesperson, if you can strike a deal where you pay you know, low salary and high commission and you say to the salesperson, go and knock on doors, you know, hey, we're doing services for ABC company on the second floor. We would love to do the same thing for you. Um, if you, you know, if you are generous with your salespeople and let them get a good taste of, of, of the cash flow, um, you can you can find some hungry people that are willing to go out there and do that. Okay. Sometimes people make the mistake um, when you hire salespeople of just paying them too little. Like they have to have like a huge amount of sales to really make like a decent living instead yeah. of saying, you know what, you know, why don't you say to them, listen, if you sign this customer on for the first year, you can take you know, 25%, you know, of the billing, something like really lucrative. Yeah. And then after that, maybe it ratches down a little bit, but still something where like the salesperson is getting like a, you know, an ongoing cash yeah. flow for their efforts. Um, you'll find a lot of people hustling if you okay. offer them more money. And so you might be giving up some money short term to make money in the long term. 
And I think that that, and remember, I always thought like if you pay a salesperson well enough, or even if your, your profits are nominal for new clients over a period of time, those new clients are providing you with not only chargeable work, but also potential references yeah. that can bring in other clients where you're not paying a salesperson that commission. So having a good salesperson out there is another way to generate those, that work. Right. Okay. Yep. So here's our list. I'm going to run it down again for everyone. One, Google AdWords. Yes. You can highly target people by location. Two, Facebook advertising, which may or may not work for you depending on where you're located. Again, we're talking B2B companies, B2B right? Companies. Boring, you know, commercial cleaning, you know, yeah. that's boring. Uh, radio advertising, mm. which is actually pretty, I don't know, I think feel like you get a good bang for your buck there. Correct. Billboard advertising. Yes. And then finally hiring a salesperson on a fairly generous commission. Correct. Great. Okay, we'll be right back with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Do you want to start a business but don't know how to leverage your skills and strengths? Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, Opportunity Knocks, How to Find and Pursue a Business Idea That's Right for You, will help you determine the best markets for you to start a business in, how to set up a business based on your personality, and how to put your ideas into action with a solid business plan. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back. Gene, what's your word of brilliance this week? So my word of brilliance this week, uh, Elizabeth, is demos. As demos. in software demos. Okay. I had to Not sit, demolition derby. No. I had to sit through. I was forced to sit through from a client because I was brought into a late stage through a software demo. And I was literally about to jump out the window. You tried I, to pull all of your hair out? I literally. I had no hair left. I mean, I just, I couldn't. <laughs> I was trying plucking out with tweezers. I just, I, right, have we all been through really agonizing software demos, you know, in our history, in our, in our lives. It is just, and they, they never seem to end. And yet we all still need to sit through these demos uh, because, you know, buying software is, is an important part of anybody's business. So I just wanted to share just, just a couple pieces of advice on getting, you know, uh, taking back control over your software demos when somebody's going to demo to you uh, an application, um, how to make it the most productive as possible. So here's my advice. Um, number one, Give that person 30 minutes to do a 30,000 foot overview okay. of the software you're looking for. So that's your first demo. The whole objective of that demo is to let the salespeople show you what they're going to show you and how their software is going to change your life and how it's going to, you know, all of your problems will be solved. But you limit them to 30 minutes. And the whole objective is for you to walk away saying, okay, I like the look and feel of that. I like the salesperson. I like the general direction that this software is going. You don't have to get into the details yet. But that first demo, it should serve for you to disqualify or not that software. If you make it past that first demo, that's when you schedule your second or your third demo. That's your deep too. dive. Okay, that's yeah. exactly that's right. That's really good advice. Yeah. I just had a situation where we weren't even looking to hire anyone, but we wanted to see capabilities of what some of our vendors' competitors could do. Right. And I had to sit through so many demos. And it's agonizing. And by the end of it, I was just saying, we only have 30 minutes. Yes. Just give us the, yes. the, the bold. Yes. 
statements. Like, I just don't want to sit here and listen to this whole thing. And now, of course, I'm still getting emails. This was in January. Yeah. I'm still getting emails from the salespeople saying, have you changed your mind? Right. Um, and I feel so bad for them. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's funny. That's another whole thing. Because I do that. I'm in the software business. Now, yeah. I mean, I will email following up demos, you know. Uh, but if people say, like, we've gone some another direction, then, you know, then I'm done. At least for, like, another six months or a year. Yeah. I might check back to see how it you're doing. It would be, you as know? a salesperson, it would be crazy to not check back yes, in absolutely. in a year. Of course. Eight months. Because people months. do get, you know, whatever. But, but on the topic of demos, if you're receiving demos from vendors, that first demo, 30 minutes long, give me the 30,000 foot overview, take a deep breath, let the salesperson do their thing. But your only objective is to look at the, first of all, look at the company, the salesperson, and then the product, the 30,000 yeah. foot view and say, okay, I, I like what I'm looking. I'm like what I'm hearing. Um, this is worth a deeper dive. We're not. And if it's not worth a deeper dive, in America in 2018, we have a lot of choices. Yep. So our job is to eliminate and try and narrow it down to just a couple. Okay, great advice. So that's going to bring us to the conclusion of another exciting episode. And it was a fantastic one. Of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. We're going to be back next week. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. We're doing an interview. And it's a woman who wrote an article for us called when should I fire this client and what should I say to them? I think that's going to be very exciting. I like in that. the meantime, please leave us comments in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you about how you advertise your business. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, actually, I think iTunes is now called Apple Podcasts, but either way, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, please leave us a review. Leave us comments. Let us know if you're enjoying the content, if you have any topics you'd like us to cover. Um, if, if either Jean or I is annoying you, we have gotten a couple no, of comments. But, um, we're annoying people? That we say like too much. Oh, I see. Okay. I think it's probably just me. But anyway, we'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.